Hi, uh, this is Tamma Lundquist. I'm here with Houston Pet Set. I'm co-president with Tina, and we're very happy to welcome Jessica from Interfaith Ministries here today. Uh, we love Interfaith Ministries and what they do for the community, but we're here to talk about one specific program with Jessica, and that's your Animals on Wheels program. So thank you for being here with us and sharing your information about animals and the community and, and how they work together. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Tina Lundquist-Faust, co-president also of Houston Pet Set, and so glad you're here, Jessica. This is truly one of our favorite programs for many reasons. It's humane, but um, we know that it, it's also important to keep pets in happy, healthy, and loving homes. So your program has been way ahead of the curve on kind of this community relations um, component that we're now seeing in, in animal welfare. So before we get ahead of ourselves, if you want to tell us a little bit about um, what you do, what Interfaith Ministries does, and, and what Animals is specifically. Sure. So Interfaith Ministries um, is an organization that brings people together from diverse faiths, uh, brings them together for dialogue, collaboration, and service. So within Interfaith Ministries, we've got a couple of key programs um, that sort of do this. Uh, one of those programs is our refugee resettlement services. Another one is interfaith relations and community partnerships, which houses our volunteer Houston program as well. Um, and then we've also got Meals on Wheels and within Meals on Wheels, we've got the end meals. So Meals on Wheels is, uh, we are actually the largest Meals on Wheels provider within the state of Texas. Um, and as I said, within that is Animals. And so Animals was established Back in 2007, we learned that the seniors that were in our Meals on Wheels program were sharing their limited food resources with their pets so that their beloved companions wouldn't go hungry. In response to that, Animals was created. And so now our pets can receive a monthly food delivery as well. Um, so clients within the Meals on Wheels program will sign their pet up to be a part of Animals. And it not only keeps our pets' tummies full, but it also ensures that our Meals on Wheels seniors can continue to live a life that's full and with full with their furry best friends. That's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for doing that in our community. It is so important to make to keep those animals healthy and in the homes. That's such a key phrase because as we know from the data we've collected, 50% of the animals going through the shelter system our owned animals. So a lot of times we know that if people can't afford to care for their pets, they will surrender them. And it's it's sad on two fronts. Number one, um, it clogs up the system, you know, the, the, the shelter system. But more importantly, how sad that people can't keep their beloved pets when they probably need them the most. So bless you for, for staying on top of this, creating a program, as Tina said, way ahead of the curve um, as far as animal welfare is concerned in Texas and in Houston specifically. Um, how many animals do you deliver? Do you, do you calculate them per month? How many animals customers do you have? Yeah, so some of the sort of stats that we like to share with people is that basically since 2007, we have grown the program to over 1,300 pets. Wow. Um, and that amounts out to about 10,000 pounds of pet food delivered each month. Um, so about 8,000 pounds of that is dog food and about 2,000 pounds of that is cat food. And yeah, it's that it's the 1,300 is, mm -hmm. is the 
the amount of pets they'll be serving. Fabulous. Great. And I like how you broke that down for us, too, that, that some of that is cat food and some of it is dog mm-hmm. food. Sometimes the kitties get neglected, but um, we know that there are probably a lot of cats. It's just that they eat a lot less than the dogs do, obviously. So the poundage, yes. poundage <laughs> makes a difference. Has this program changed over the years? I, I recall being at one of your fabulous WAGs to Whiskers brunches. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that at that time you were talking about expanding from just um, providing food to possibly providing veterinary services also for the pets. Yeah. So the program has grown a lot over the past 14 years. And you're correct. It has grown to include uh, access to veterinary services as well. So most of that is sort of the well the wellness um, piece of, mm-hmm. of the veterinary services. So we help the pets with spay or neuter services, vaccinations, dental cleanings, and an annual checkup. Um, and we have volunteers that will go to the client's house, they'll pick up the pet, they'll take them to one of our partner, you know, our veterinary partners, um, help get the animal taken care of, and then take them back to the, the owner um, and relay any sort of information, you know, care information that needs to Oh, I bet the the pet parents are so grateful for that service. You know, when you think about somebody else picking up your pet that you love so much, and especially seniors who are tend to be more homebound, tend to spend a lot more time at home. These these pets, lots of times, are their family. It's their you know their constant and only companion in many cases, and so to have that um, extra care is so important. Tama said something earlier too. Keeping these pets healthy is important to keeping them in loving homes and out of the shelter system. So many times we see animals that develop. Um, health issues or become injured, and the vet bill is not um, is is beyond what the the pet owner can pay, and so their only um, their only um, option is to relinquish the animal, and we see that all the time in the shelters, and it's so sad. So, really, kudos to you for the the preventative and for treating these pets um, before they get sick. In Houston and Texas, there are so many diseases that can be prevented. Heartworm is one of the the main ones, and so um, I'm sure that the the vets are addressing that for the the pet pets as well. Um, yes, and and you also mentioned. Um, you know, having that trusted person. And so we do find in a lot of situations that the client will be a little bit hesitant to, to sort of relinquish their, their best friend, you know, to someone. And so for us to be able to have somebody that the owner knows, it could be the person that delivers the pet food monthly and the, the animal knows also providing that sort of safe comfort um, you know, as they're sending their pet to the vet. We actually have a board member, Houston pet set board member who drives for you. And, um, and I think it was from her that we, that she mentioned that she does get to know her clients, Mm -hmm. um, as, as she delivers the food, you know, they are a lot of times these seniors don't get out a lot. And so when they Mm -hmm. get the deliver, the food delivery, they also want a little companionship. They want to chat a little bit. So that is a, a great point to um, providing care. As we found throughout Houston, um, you have to be trusted in the community to provide some of these services. And so you guys have already established that. So really well thought out program. And we're so glad to know that that you're out there helping 
helping and, and keeping pets in the in the homes. Um, what are some of the anecdotes or what do do you get thank yous? I mean, I can imagine people are very grateful to you. Um, do you have some special stories that you might want to share with us that come from yeah. the Mills program? Definitely. We, we always have a lot of, of stories that come in because like you said, like the clients are very grateful to, to for the program. And so they share a lot of their stories with us. Recently, we had an animals client who had seven cats. And thanks to our partnerships with some of the other local pet friendly organizations, we were able to take all seven cats, get them spayed, neuter, spayed or neutered. They got their flea, tick and heartworm prevention. And they got their wellness checks um, all free of charge to the client. Wow. Um, so that was that was something we're, we're very proud of. You know, we we were able to, to help seven cats yeah. um, and yeah. one one client um, all in sort of one one uh, go. Um, you know, also I, I went on a a pets to vets run when I first started, and we picked up a adorable little dog who was having some tummy issues. And when we got there, we realized that actually the client had found another animal, another dog on her in her apartment complex and. She wanted to care for that one too. And so she adopted it. And so we were able to just get through some of these sort of natural, you know, interactions. We were able to find additional um, animals to help because our clients are just so loving and they, and they care for these animals so much. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the spay-neuter, like those seven cats. That is so important because if you look at how cats and dogs breed exponentially, they can produce litters, thousands and thousands of animals over the years. And that's how Houston has gotten in this animal crisis that we're in right now. So you think about those seven cats that easily could have been 40 or 50 or 100 cats and kitties in no time at all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you're also helping prevent a lot of these unplanned litters, which is critical as well, because what would what would a senior do with that many animals? It's, it's you know, right. it's not possible to care for them humanely. So um, once again, kudos to your program. It's really critical, um, not just for the seniors, but also for compassionate care for, for pets in our community. And reducing the number of animals yeah. that come into the shelters, because that's what we see so many times. And, you know, you, you feel badly for people. They want to spay and neuter. They want to control the populations. Mm -hmm. But without access to vet care, without access to... Uh, without physical access, geographical access, and financial access to spay-neuter opportunities, that's not going to happen. So by you doing that, you reduce the number of animals going into the shelter, and that means more stray animals hopefully can get into, into the shelter program rather than these owned animals. Tell us about your partnerships. I know we're jumping around a little bit, Jessica, but it's an organic process. So I just, I'm interested to know who you partner with in the community, these vets that provide this care for you and, um, and you know, how you establish those relationships and if, if more help is needed. Sure. So we have a wonderful animals team um, and it is their part of our volunteer services uh, program within Meals on Wheels. And they are really the ones that go out and form new connections um, with organizations like Houston Pet Set um, and the Texas Veterinary Medical Foundation. Um, they help a lot with, with access to uh, vet care from a financial standpoint. We also work with the Houston Humane Society. Um, they provide a lot of our care. Um, 
we also work with the rescue bank. They they help provide a lot of our in-kind food donations. Um, we do have a couple of veterinary partners. Unfortunately, I do not know off the top of my head the, the actual names of, of the vets. I should probably find that out. Um, but, you know, that this program, I, I believe, truly is successful because of community partners and because of the finding organizations that are also doing similar um, work in the community because, you know, I think that when we all work together, everyone, everyone becomes more successful. So true. That's absolutely true. And that's kind of the, um, the basis for Houston Pet Set is creating collaboration, working together with organizations like Interfaith on programs like Anna Meals. We, we so agree that we're so much stronger and can do more when we do it together. And um, one, one quick question, are you looking or can more people sign up for your services? Is it available? And, and how would someone go about doing that? So to, to participate in animals, to be in, you know, to have an animal that is an animals client, if you will, um, it really is reserved for our Meals on Wheels participants. Um, so if there is someone in the community that is already a Meals on Wheels client or is, you know, needing to become a Meals on Wheels client, then through that they have access to the animals program. And it's a very simple, you know, sign up process with, with our volunteer coordinators that are, or sorry, our uh, volunteer services coordinators that are coordinating animals, uh, you know, activities. Um, but unfortunately, it's not available to like a general public. Mm-hmm. It really is reserved for our Meals on Wheels clients as, as a service to them. Sure, that makes complete sense. And and what you're doing is is great. So um, hopefully others will see this and and sign up if, if needed. I was going to ask you about um, COVID and how that affected, did it affect your programs? And if so, how? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So like everyone else, COVID definitely did um, affect our program um, in a couple of ways, actually. Some of the things we were kind of surprised about. We had a lot of people who were wanting to volunteer and wanting to help out, but it was it was a challenge for us just because of um social, you know, needs for social distancing and and things like that, we really had to sort of put a halt on what volunteers could do because so much of the volunteer, so much of what volunteers did was interacting with with a senior or interacting with a large group of people. Um, You know, so we had Super Saturday, which once a month we, we invited volunteers to come into our warehouse and help with the sorting and repackaging of the food that was gonna go out. But that we sort of had to put a stop to for a little while because of COVID and the veterinary runs, you know, our seniors are some of the most vulnerable people in the community. And so we, we had to put our, our veterinary services on hold just because we didn't want to run the risk of, you know, a volunteer interacting with a senior and interacting with a vet and interacting with, you know, someone that might be in the waiting room. So, so we did we did see a stop to a lot of our programs. We definitely still, you know, made sure that once a month the seniors got food for their pets. That was really what we had to focus on um, during those, you know, really severe months of COVID. I am really excited to say that Super Saturdays have, have begun again. We just recently held our first one and we're excited to keep that going. 
Um, and we are bringing back the veterinary services as well. Right. Um, so we definitely have seen, you know, see ourselves over the hump of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not over, but right. but we're trying to find ways to, yeah. just, you know, be able to resume our regular services um, within, you know, whatever uh, social distancing and, and mask wearing sort of rules and regulations, you know, we still try and abide by within the organizations. It was time to get back. You know, so many people were suffering without these programs. You know, it's hard to to find that balance. How do you protect those senior citizens? Because they are at risk. And Mm -hmm. so how do you protect them, but yet provide these services? So it's a, it's a situation that I think everybody kind of came, came up against in the, in the past year, but it's nice to get back into doing what we do, which is helping the community and you, what you're providing, I mean, it's life, life and death, the services sometimes. So it's really good to get back in, into these programs and provide, um, provide services for the community that's so necessary. One yeah, last we, question, I think, and then I, it seems like we need to wrap up. But um, how can people support um, Anna Meals if they're interested in doing so? Do you even take food donations or are monetary mm-hmm. donations more, um, more beneficial? Yes and yes. Um, you know, obviously, I think as most organizations, like a, a financial contribution is probably the most impactful, just based on partnerships that we have with some of our vendors, you know, where we can get pet food at a cheaper rate um, than maybe just, you know, what it would cost to donate a bag. We will never say no to a, to a you know, someone that wants to host a pet food drive or wants to drop off you know, pet food to our facility. Um, We definitely will take anything that, you know, people are willing to give. We know that that this community is very giving. And so we don't want to turn anything down. Um, You know, I think that one of the easiest ways to make donation or to learn more about what sort of we're looking for right now um, is our website. Uh, the Animeals page specifically, and that is imgh.org backslash Animeals. Um, I, I believe there you can make a donation or you have access to a Amazon wish list that we have going. Um, you know, one of the things right now that I know that we are in need of is uh, wet pet food, mm-hmm. uh, canned wet food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we try and help when there's an animal, you know, there's a pet who may need that wet food to just sort of supplement the dry food um, that they get on a regular basis. That's something that we, we definitely try and work with clients for. So yes, we will, we will take everything. <laughs> and I think being a partner of Houston Pet Sets and having worked together, I think if you go to our website too, we have a link to your website. So you can always go to www.houstonpetset.org to link to yours if you didn't get that address. But um but yeah, please, please donate to this program if so inclined. It's so important. It's something Houston Pet Set has helped support in the past because we believe in in keeping these pets in their homes, as we've said so many times, but it is so important. And I think people in the community might not realize the dire situation that a lot of pet owners are in. And um, if a lot of times for those pet owners, it's even more important that, they, that those animals stay with those companions. So again, thank you, Jessica. And... So glad to have you here and so glad to partner with you and excited about your Wags and Whiskers um, event coming up. Um, that's in a few yes. weeks, so we'll, we'll be excited to see you there. 
Thank you, Jessica. Hey, yeah, we're very excited. We we love working with you guys. You guys have been just such a, a blessing for our organization as well um, in helping helping our our pets that we that we help care for. So and we'll keep thank that you to you guys. Yeah, we'll You're keep welcome. that conversation going about get, helping with the pets to vets. Um, Definitely. Service. Yeah, yeah, I know we started that conversation, but we've got to keep that going. So, thank you, Jessica. Thank you. So nice to have you here today. Take good care. Thank you so much, you guys. It was great to talk. Likewise. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.